0: Pray with me. On my heart in print your image, blessed Jesus, King of grace, that life's riches, cares, and pleasures never may your work erase. Let the clear inscription be, Jesus crucified for me, is my life, my hope's foundation, and my glory and salvation. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope most of you are familiar with the man who founded this province that most of us live in. His name was William Penn. In fact, it was a settling of a debt you know, when he went over, because normally Quakers weren't going to be allowed uh, to rule or have any government standing in the New World. But there was a debt owed to William's father and so this piece of land was given him uh, by King, if I'm not mistaken, Charles II. He was a Quaker, member of the Protestant denomination there, men that I guess all have this at least understanding that they can all be lay preachers. I don't agree with that. I'm not here to quote things uh, so that you learn Doctrine from William Penn, but I do have something that I believe he has said that is worthwhile hearing. He said, There is nothing of which we are apt to be so lavish, that means apt to spend, as of time, and about which we ought to be more solicitous, that is, inquiring about its health, since without it we can do nothing in this world. He says, Or goes on to say, time is what we want most, but what, alas, we use worst. And for which God will certainly most strictly reckon with us when time shall be no more. Sobering words to consider, huh? They're not so bad. We take an inventory of the time that we have in this life. How are you using it? Are you using it healthily? And what does that mean? The one who cares about his business most will say that using his time most valuably is to give it back to the business, to grow it into a more profitable estate, right? To see that his legacy lives on through his business name. Or what he has profited. To the one who has. Maybe no cares in this life. Or lives carelessly. His time is used. For whatever he finds. Pleasurable in the moment. He lives as though time doesn't really matter. It passes him by. Week after week. Moment after moment. He doesn't really take inventory of it. He doesn't inquire. As of as whether or not it would be more wisely spent on other endeavors. But as I said to you in the announcements, many people don't consider what time they have on earth until those sorrowful things happen, until they're old or sick, until they feel through some great tragedy that they have been robbed of time. And so they do many things. They talk to many doctors or nurses, seeing if they can, in some way, create more time for themselves. In fact, you've heard these maybe phrases, living on borrowed time. Or if I could just have it, that one last time. Time is on our mind. But what about Time. You have been called as Christians in this time to be the recipients of the most amazing treasure. As we first sang this this day about the bridegroom soon will call us, he said the one who has that precious treasure does not consider the cost or the pain to chase after it. We are the children of God. And the cost of being the children of God is a loss of the world. To live in the world, but to not be a part of the world. We don't belong to the world any longer. God has called us out of the world and into his marvelous grace. In this time, God has given you a foretaste of eternity. That is a time without time. And St. Paul says to use or make the best use of the time that you have because the days are evil. Time itself isn't easy, evil, is it? God created the world in six days. There was evening and there was morning on the first day. God is the author of time. Time itself isn't wicked. Even Christ himself entered our time. Romans says, at just the right time. Our Savior was born under the law to redeem those under the law. Time is a gift to us. It's part of God's creation. And it is our sin which makes the days so evil. It is how we spend that time that should make us think twice. What is the use of your time? Today you're making good use of your time. You're taking this portion of your day to rest. Not like you sleep. Not like you sleep. Wake up. No, I'm just kidding. It's a recording, so people are going to think some of you were sleeping. It's not true, though. But this is a rest. It's not a rest where you close your eyes and your mind drifts away, but it's a rest in peace. Right? That's what I say to those who are about to depart into into the arms of the Lord. Go in peace, right? Rest in peace is what we say. We say that to our loved ones before they go to bed rest in peace. Because we know who has made time, who governs time. We know what God has done in this time. And we know how God is leading us out of this time into eternity. This hour and a half that you spend here hearing the word of God, learning the doctrines of the Christian faith, is time well spent. It's a healthy use of time. Because this is the time when God renews you. This is the time that makes us slow down and think about what God has written for us in his word. This is a time when we are called back to remember our baptisms in a very important manner. That God gives us entrance into his family. That we are all members one of another. All in the blood of Christ. This is a time when God offers to you his body and his blood for the forgiveness of sins. Life and salvation. Because life isn't just living, is it? Even in the resurrection of the dead, we know that those will be living in hell, suffering the weeping and gnashing of teeth. But the life that you and I want is only a life that God can give. It is a life that has been redeemed in this time by the blood of Christ. And so every moment that we spend here singing these hymns to God, every moment that we spend considering the words of God, wrestling with so many things, because I know the scriptures aren't always easy to digest. There are times that I have locked myself in my office for days and I only study one thing, the thing that's on my mind or the difficult question that one of you has posed to me. That I didn't have an answer for. But we're there spending time in the Word of God for a good reason. Because every moment that we spend time considering what God has written, what God has said, is time that we are going to spend then expressing the joy that we have received, knowing the will of God. And that is what we do when we go out of this place. We take time to live as Christians, not just make sound confessions of the faith, which is truly good and right, not to be undervalued. But we can't make just sound confessions of the faith and then make no action to change our life or amend our sinful ways. We consider the time that we have in this life, how short it is, that we might be humbled before the Lord and brought to repent, that is, confess our sins. But remember that confession has two parts. First, that you confess your sins, and second, that you receive absolution from the pastor as from God himself. God teaches us So that we might be confident. Not that we are worthy in and of ourselves. But that we are worthy because of what Christ has done for us. You see in that gospel reading that the Lord is calling. That all is ready. All has been made well by Jesus. There is nothing lacking at the feast that he invites you to. There is nothing that you could possibly want more. God has called you. Both good and bad. Come to the wedding feast. Come and eat. He calls us there because in this place what he has given, this reign of heaven on earth. He extends himself into our time. He brings eternity to you. A foretaste of the wedding feast that is to come. He makes it real and brings it to us. Physically in his body and blood. In, with, and under the bread and the wine. For a moment. A moment in this time we share together with those in eternity. For a moment in this time. You and I having been filled with the Spirit of God, sing with such beautiful praises to the Lamb of God who has taken away the sins of the world. For the moment in time we sing with the angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, the loud and wonderful hosannas to the King of David. This is time well spent. But there is also time well spent with one another. Since we neither know the day nor the hour when the bridegroom will call us. Whether that is in his return or in our departure from this life. Leaving others behind. We consider time. And that precious gift. To be reconciled with one another. Probably one of the most difficult things for us to do on this earth. To admit that we have done wrong. Or to try to seek peace with those who have sinned against us. Or we against them. But we remember those words in the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And we take comfort in knowing that as we seek out in this time to find that peace peace which the world cannot give, but that we have in Jesus, that God will bring good fruits from that. That as we, whether we're wrestling with the word of God or whether we are seeking out that peace with one another, that we will find that true peace in Christ. So consider this, these readings that you heard today. Consider all that the Lord has done to call you In this life and receive that joyful call with peace and come at this time to partake of the Lord's eternity life and salvation given freely for you and then take the time to go out and live in the Spirit of our Lord in the fruits of the Spirit which he produces in you to bring that same joy that you share with those around you here to those who have yet to be called. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now, may the peace of God, which surpassing all our understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord.